on last week's Irrevelations. These pathetic Philistines are like, oh no, thunder! Yeah, I'll, I'll just take the garden hose to clean my car. I don't want your deluxe wash that comes with your prima nocta, right? Hey man, I'm looking for my donkeys. That's why I'm here. You got a f***ing shekel of silver? You want to know where your donkeys are? I'm, I talked to God about it. Oh, dude. Prostitute. At this point, Samuel, uh, just a f***ing traveling hobo, bum, donkey soothsayer. I'll give him only a 5 out of 10 for name creativity, but an easy 10 out of 10 for rape and murder. And then immediately, once that servant is out of eyesight, Samuel just starts covering Saul in oil and kissing him. They're like, they're like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. The leader of Israel is just the tallest guy in town? We're going by height? <laughs> you you did a constitution save to see who would be our, <laughs> our king. Before we turn to the world, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. In Ohio, I think, they're trying to make it a law that oh, if you have an ectopic pregnancy, you have to put it back. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Which, which is physically impossible. I mean, it... Do these people know what an ectopic pregnancy is? I'm assuming that that's not. I'm assuming they didn't like be like. By the way, ectopic pregnancies. I'm assuming it was like some rule that like any viable egg must be maintained. And an ectopic pregnancy, the egg is kind of viable. It's just that where it's at is no good. The, it has quotation marks around the words "reimplant ectopic pregnancy" as if that's. The exact wording in the bill. <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked at Maybe it. Maybe they're just yikes. fucking stupid. I mean, I assume that if it's Ohio and it's the GOP, then then the limit of how dumb it could be, there is none. It, it, it could be possible that they were like, oh, I mean, it's in there. They're in the ballpark. Mm. Just fucking. You, what, you've never rotated your tires before? Just fucking swap it around a little bit. Dude, it's those exact words. It says two of. This is from the bill. Um, a physician must attempt to reimplant an ectopic pregnancy into the woman's uterus. And then not in quotes, it says this is to avoid criminal charges, including possibly murder. It just seems so ridiculous. Like, what is oh, the fuck no. is going on? I don't know. It. I mean, personally, as a socialist uh, millennial retard, I'm all yeah. about the government getting as deeply involved into people's lives as possible. <laughs> yes, yeah, spe specifically reproductive rights. I like, I like forcibly... <laughs> Uh, transitioning uh, transsexuals. I like. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you and I get to decide who's yeah, trans. Yeah, yeah, And then, like, I see a guy, I'm like, that's a fucking chick. Let's fucking snip, snip, snip. <laughs> and then I agree with making people have gay marriage whether they want to or not, whether they're gay or not. And then I'm about reimplanting ectopic pregnancies. They're all, they're all the same to me. Honestly, dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> fucking get in there. <laughs> I wish I was a gynecologist. Give me the fucking. I'm assuming it's. I'm assuming they implant it with one of those like, uh, like Daisy Rider children's uh, bow and arrow, where the bow and arrow ha like the arrow has a little suction dart on it, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Staple this out of the front. And <laughs> spread them up. 
<laughs> I'm gonna hit that shit. I'm gonna hit that shit from a mile away. I'm gonna Hawkeye that. Uh, it's just hilarious because I know at least a few women personally who have had ectopic pregnancies, and it's traumatizing and it's scary because it can kill you. Right. And there's a lot of blood involved. Allegedly. And Alleged? No. <laughs> what are you, an Ohio legislator? Uh, but it's it's just like insane to think in the midst of all that, with all this crazy shit going on, we need to uh, we need to legislate that it has to go back in. No, it's got to go back. Uh, you ever? <laughs> what's weird is because I'll watch videos on YouTube of people like slurping back up their like uh, their their loogie, and I go, "That's no good. I don't want to see that." You know? Like, uh, wow, why did you do that? You know, like uh, I don't want to see that at all. Sure, that's fair. Have to. Oh, it's all these. So the same people that were complaining, like Obama's going to come in there and he's going to make you have to fuck your own doctor or some shit. Like this is Obama. Which sounds awesome. I just want the government to stay away from my health care. Also, the GMB is like, by the way, doctors, if you don't do this, you're a goddamn (laughs) murderer. We're going to hang you at the stake. They're like, that's not even the sink. By the way, we're going to do that. Every abortion, the governor has to be there personally just to make sure you're doing it right. He has to slurp it up. He has to be there at every pregnancy just to make sure it's a real pregnancy. He's like, hold on, prima nocte. I got I to gotta see if this is really working uh, out. Man. I mean, that's Ohio for you. That's why they have so many astronauts from their state. That is true. That's famously. Yeah. It's people who are so desperate to get out of Ohio, they'll leave the fucking planet. Ah, nice. No, I was going to say that I... If little known fact, every single person who's ever gone into space was at one point an ectopic pregnancy. <laughs> and if... And if they hadn't reimplanted it, yeah. we wouldn't have Beethoven. Whenever I see an ectopic pregnancy, I just go, "But that could be the next uh, Gandhi, and or Hitler." Or Hitler. We always, go, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm trying to we always go that way. Like, I, I, I obviously here in Florida, I don't know what the fuck it is on um, I seventy five, but I seventy five oh, yeah, especially yeah. is covered in these anti-abortion <laughs> billboards. That's always just like, I, I, it's one of two things. I, I don't really understand the anti-abortion campaign. One of them is like. It's a picture of black babies, and it's like yeah. one in four abortions is black. What are you doing? You know, it's like so many. Like the majority of uh, abortions are. That's why you guys are losing because you're aborting all your babies. Yeah, but they don't realize who they're speaking to on I seventy five. Like, like it's a bunch of people middle class white families yeah, going to Walt Disney pumping, World. They're like, hell yeah, pumping their wait fists. a second. Um, I love abortion now. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Let's do. Uh, or also, it's like a, it's like a photo of like a baby wearing like a little police officer's outfit, and like a baby wearing what? a doctor's outfit. It's like imagine the possibilities. And there's like, oh no! Like I I, I I know I stand by this, but if we could ever get a Patreon, you and me, the first fucking thing we're gonna do is put up a rival billboard. That's just it shows a woman just her house is covered in fucking shit. shit. There's just doodles on it. There's just a kid playing with fire, and it's just yeah. and she's just coming back from her second job, and it's like imagine the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late, man. Or we should do ones that are satirical, though. I'd like one that's like, uh, did you know that nine out of ten doctors in California would have recommended that uh. Ted Bundy be aborted. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that? If abortion had been legal back then, we would never have had Ted Bundy. You can't tell me that if Ted Bundy had never existed, that the Volkswagen Beetle craze wouldn't have gotten even stronger. People love Volkswagen Beetles, and so does Ted <laughs> Bundy, famously. I, I should have gone with Ed Kemper since he was from California and was like also kind of weird. 
Probably, yeah. and I think he had a single mother too. So I keep really high probability of abortion. I, right here's something I thought of, and this is a complete tangent, but uh, are we weird for how much we know about serial killers? I thought that was like a thing. Now I thought that was getting popular. No, like people no, love that serial is popular. Killers. It's was, cool. Now I was talking about serial killers. The other day, people yeah. were like, "Why do you know so much about fucking Ted Bundy?" I was like, "Do you not?" Everyone does. Everyone knows. I mean, there's been Ted. there was just a who was the kid that started the movie? Zach Efron just did a fucking yeah, documentary. Zac Efron I mean, so, movie. So, so, so Ted Bundy, he's mainstream now. He's cool. But and they just made the movie about uh about the cannibal too. Uh, what's his name? Guy. Uh, no, the um, the one that ate the boys. Oh, uh, Wayne Gacy. He didn't eat. Boys. No, he didn't eat boys. The one that was gay that ate boys. Ed Gein. No, no, no. Started sorry, you're right. Uh, the guy that worked at the chocolate factory. No, not the candy man. Fuck, what's his name? It's Willy Wonka. <laughs> they made, the movie is called, um, um, it's, it has his name in the movie. Oh my God, I'm so pissed right now. Anyways, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just blown away with your, your niche, niche. Uh, my friend blank. Oh, my friend Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Dahmer. I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. saying Ed Gein because I forgot it was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. He's a sad boy. Oh, but poor fellow. I, I, but yeah, they made a bit. The some Disney star played Dahmer. It's really weird. That is funny. Like they're really putting in the cute boys. My friend Dahmer. Wait, it's a 2017 film. That that's been out. Yeah, I just watched it though this and, year. It's uh, great. It's by the got, way, it looks like uh, the main kid is a Disney star. Kind of like Efron is right. Wasn't Efron Disney or something? I don't know. Anyways, it's just funny that they're picking all of Jeffrey Dahmer's potential victims to play these serial killers now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bunch of handsome men. I mean, dude, these guys would have been first up. <laughs> yeah, fucking slice me off a piece of that ass. Ugh. This is also Great. just horrific things. Um, <sighs> this is this is ectopic pregnancies eventually end up yeah, eventually, at this point. Uh, uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of people who need to desperately have abortions, in case you're <clears> wondering <throat> and you're pregnant and you're wondering if you should have abortion, the fact that you're even having that question means you probably should have an abortion. That's my professional opinion. Hell yeah, I saw dude. a video online where I was like, man, we need to keep abortion legal. And it was a guy. Uh, this is a real video uh, back in the day when uh, Watch People Die was still around on Reddit. And it was a Rip. guy who had uh, drugged a man kidnapped him Hell and yeah. then uh raped him and then cut him up to pieces and i actually watching him like with a fucking knife cutting off the ass cheeks after he'd already had sex with the guy and be like oh i'm gonna eat this oh man don't do that and i thought i thought <laughs> man this is 20 minutes long and i can't stop watching it but Why? i wish i was aborted <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fair i don't know some dark you probably should have been yeah. i don't want to like you know, do you think uh, do do you think society is getting worse? Do you think abortion's just a sign of the end of times that, that our morals? Are I mean, aren't abort there's be, there's becoming less and less abortions, so no, that doesn't make sense. <sighs> I think there's less and less abortions because there's more and more access to sex ed. Sex ed, yeah, yeah, obviously. So why would you ask me? Is the world getting worse? <laughs> I don't know. Those I, are all good. I things. feel like I keep hearing about like we need to come <clears throat> back to good Christian values and and we got to roll back the tide and it's all these. Um, secular modernist pieces of shit well, ruining America. And I think it's the opposite. I think it's... I mean, you know the problem is that it's... Christians don't want there to be abortions. Right. Christians also don't want there to be free healthcare to provide for sex education and contraceptives. That's confusing. Because a lot of those assholes think that contraceptives are, are abortions. Like, they believe that, oh, well, it... it 
expels the eggs, or I don't know exactly how that the pill works. That always seems super weird that people are like, well, okay, I'll 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 use condoms, but I won't use birth control because that's like an abortion. I'm like, are you a fucking retard? Yeah, that's the exact. I'm gonna tell you something. Let word. me tell you something. They're sp- they're screening now, so you could get aborted. Like that's your fucking. <sighs> I hate it so much. Uh, I hate it. Like that's a big po- tenet of the Catholic Church. You can't even use condoms with them. That's a sin. Yeah, all that. All that. Like why? I don't. Uh, they don't. Well, I don't a lot know. of those rules confuse me. Are they allowed to? Jizz? It's because they want. Are they allowed to like just shoot off on their stomach? No, they're not even allowed. Well, to you have to. Do- the only way they're legally allowed. To have sex right. and not conceive right. is if – and this is their loophole, and it's the dumbest fucking loophole on the planet – is natural family planning, uh, yeah. which is like where you have to you have to like stick a thermometer in your pussy every week <laughs> or every day, I think. I think so, yeah. And so you know – And it is like time of the month. I don't know. I just use science that I don't have to worry about it. I just you – know, oh, I don't God, understand. I know. That, that, you, know what, you know what it feels like, especially for that action? It, it feels like uh, – you ever like speed along the highway and you're doing like five over? And you're like, ooh, I don't know. I, I know. I, I hope I don't get a ticket. And then you see a cop next to you just blaring, doing like 20 over. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm fine. Yeah. That guy's fucking good. I'm good. That's how I feel about, like, if I were a Catholic and I was like, guys, we can't even use condoms. And then there's some priest using boys to come into. I'd be like, I don't. Which technically is just a giant flesh condom. Yeah, yeah. If, that, if that's going on, then yeah, I'm not going to fucking worry about my shit. Fucking throw it out the door. Oh, man. Yeah. That's about, <laughs> that's about right. So yeah, we're pro abortion yeah, here, I, and I know we I know yeah. we've come up to this multiple times, and obviously we're pro. I I feel like it's one of those things where people are like, well, no, we're not pro abortion, we're pro choice. I I, I Cole Delusky of the Revelations podcast, pro abortion. I like abortion. I want more of it. Yeah, I think they should be incentivized. Uh, I think uh, like sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have enough abortions, somebody's going to show up at your door with a big ass check in a somebody <laughs> in a doctor's costume with blood all over it. <laughs> I think, I think, I think. Ironically, we should have some kind of like bright futures lottery that for every abortion you could get a free scholarship. You know, people are like, well, that what, what you know? <laughs> like, Ooh, dude, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a funny little cash away too, because now we're giving out free scholarships for people who probably aren't even going to use it. True. Yeah. True. 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 Oh true. God. They're like, this is well, so you we'll can see, pay for your kids' no, college no, no. education. Well, I don't have a kid anymore. Oopsies. No, if you're a teen, if you get pregnant as a teen or young adult, right. You get an abortion, we send you to school. Huh? Yeah, I just feel like I feel like like I feel like we'll I would turn your baby. I would, I would be out there putting holes in the condoms with just four hundred bucks in my hands, be like, "You got to get a fucking abortion because I got I'm going to FSU." You know, but you can't. No, men wouldn't be you. have access. Oh to well, it. then fuck it. No, then I I'd vote that shit down every day of the week. Men could get I'm theirs by getting a vasectomy. Oh, if you get a vasectomy, you can but go to school I, for what, free. I'm getting a vasectomy at seventeen. And then once you can afford to undo the vasectomy, uh, you because you went to school, uh, all right. Then you yeah. can have kids. Or are you like a catalog? I like having classism as the <laughs> right, right, boundary right. to Sorry, having kids. Are you kids. rich enough to have an abortion? That's how. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it could work. Just saying. Uh, yeah, that's great. Don't rule it out. That couldn't work. That, the, these are all things we need to start implementing. Yeah, in our fascist state, our fascist leftist state. Yeah. Like, we're going to be socialists, but we're also going to be nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call ourselves Sonats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 so perfect. Sonats, yeah. Socialist yeah. nationalist group. Yeah, there's, I don't think it's been done. <laughs> no, not in that order. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so um, if so you're wondering what the Cyber fuck Monday, you're listening to, this is oh, okay. the <laughs> 
This is the Revelations podcast. Yeah, we're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. It's important that you do that. Uh, I'm Grant DeVoice. And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're kicking off episode 62? Yeah. Shit, I'm not sure. I think it is. We're getting into boomer territory. Indeed. Um, You know, yeah, that is definitely boomer territory. Um, I got to say, I think that... um, I think that this episode is going to really put us on the path towards the kingdom of Israel. I'm kind of excited about that. You think so? Yeah. Um, But I got to say... Tying back into my little joke there before we set up the, the introduction, right. I opened up my Bible app. Now, I read from a new international version of the Bible, okay. right? That's like, that's where I do my studying. Yeet. But I have a King James Version app on my phone because the app has, um, the app has like cross-referencing abilities and I can look up words and see what their Hebrew meaning is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. So I got to have both. Anyways, I opened up my Bible app today to cross-reference something, and sure enough, it's explaining to me that there's a Black Friday sale on <laughs> Bible translations, and I was blown uh, away. We should probably do uh, – we should do a – one of these days, we've already wasted too much time today, but we should do some talking about like Bible paraphernalia and like, Ooh, yeah. some of that Christian shit. Um, Bookmarks especially. So good. I was thinking about um, Saul today. Uh, I was watching um, – have you ever seen um, Kindergarten Cop? Hell yeah. Me and the the lady had a big old fight watching it because I really didn't what? understand why everyone hated the villain. So to to to, to paraphrase those of it, those of us who have seen Kindergarten Cop, there's this guy Crisp, Chris, Crisp, I think his last name's Crisp, I can't remember. Uh and he's a drug dealer, so we know he's a bad guy cuz he sells yeah. drugs. Probably sells to children. Yeah, no, he didn't sell. He just sells them to shitheads, I guess. He sells date rape drugs to okay. children. <laughs> All right, <laughs> maybe that wasn't the. Uh, that was a different the, 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 the movie to book fictionalization, but um, the point is, is that uh, Chris is looking for his son, and his wife allegedly took some money and ran off with his kid, and then like is living in another city, uh, with her kidnapped son, and he's just trying to find her. And Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger is trying to find her first, so he pretends to be a kindergarten teacher. Brilliant. And the whole movie, I'm just like, I don't know why everyone's just fucking... So he sells drugs. That's whatever. May or may not be a, a bit of a victimless crime. You know, he, he's providing a service. It's not like he's forcing it into people's arms. But True. All it really seems like is he's just a fucking good dad. Like He's just like, I gotta get my son away from him. Well, you kidnapped him. I went to fucking this Elian Gonzalez scenario. Give him back his fucking son. Why is everyone hating on this guy? He's just trying to be a good dad. I don't understand why we're like... And Missy's like, well, he's he's obviously the bad guy. I mean, you see, you saw him get really angry at that toy store guy. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, he just loves it. He just loves too much. I don't know why I was gonna give yeah, a I shit. feel like you get angry at the toy store guy if you've ever been in a toy store. <laughs> yeah, but my point is, right? is like that's how I felt about that movie, and I, I felt that way a lot of times where I, I seem to relate. It seems like the villains are kind of propped up, like by the way, these are the bad guys, and then they give you these examples that you're like, well, that's not, it's not that bad, and that's how I felt kind of reading Saul. It's kind of uh, where I was okay. going with that, like. Dude, yeah, actually, and I completely agree, especially this first chapter. Yeah, like, I understand that they're trying to paint Saul, like, like obviously Samuel oh, is I trying to saying. sabotage this idea of a king. You know, like, all right, if you guys want a king, it's going to suck. If it goes bad, you know, whatever, you guys suck, you guys hate God, you guys hate God, you want a king? Fuck kings, I hate kings. Even though God was like, hell yeah, let's, let's give him a king. king. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, yeah. and by the way, if it doesn't work out, so he's setting up Saul for failure, and then yeah. we're kind of seeing these kind of 
you know, trumped up charges against Saul here. I, I don't know. Maybe he becomes more of a bad guy, but the, the next couple of chapters we're going to see, we're going to see kind of a shit getting a little bit weak, but I don't know. I mean, I they know. made him into a bad guy, you could almost say, if he does become one, right? right? You know, like, I if mean, you treat someone like the bad guy, let's, what let's do you think be, Let's be do? super duper clear. Saul did not want to be king. He was looking no. for a fucking donkey in one story. And loving it. And, you know, he was just I looking for a fucking donkey in one story. In the other story, he was hiding through in some equipment. So, so either way. And then speaking of the, so yeah, there was two different stories of how he became King with chapter 11, which we're about to kick off. Uh, we're going to have a third story of how he became King. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, I really, Oh, I guess it could be technically a third story. I thought it might be, huh? I, it does make more sense as a third story. I just yeah. assumed it was like he was King and then some challenge happened, but, Okay, let's just get into it, because there was a specific sure. moment where I was like, why the fuck is he still doing this if he's king? But it yeah. all would make sense if this was yet another a third story. Because I, I read it under the impression that, okay, he's king now, and now here comes this thing. But it seems like you, you might be right there. It's still troublingly hard to tell. So Samuel, so, 1 Samuel 11. Uh, first Samuel. Don't say 1 Samuel. It first sounds Samuel? You sound stupid. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, like the first yeah. Samuel 11, Saul saves Jabesh Gilead. Ugh. So kicking off, we meet a new character named Nahash, the Ammonite. I fucking hate Ammonites. I'm assuming he's from Ammon. Uh, <laughs> so he goes up to this city called Jabesh Gilead, which would, of course, be on the east side of the Jordan, which is where Gilead is. Let's um. And uh, well, let's finish up. Oh my! God. Sorry, sorry. Finish up because I I have a lot to talk about Jabesh Gilead. We've heard this yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. times. Yeah. So he lays siege to it, and is uh the people inside are like, hey, let's make a treaty. We'll be subject to you. Don't fucking kill us. Like we're not our our uh you know autonomy is not so important to us that we are going to die. Yeah, we don't really give it. a shit. We uh, like like Nahash is like encamped outside. Like I'm gonna kill all you guys and rape all your women. They're like, can we? Just surrender? Like, it, it, it's the equivalent of, like, when the bully's like, I'm going to kick the shit. You're like, what if I just let you step on my balls for 20 minutes? And Yeah, just, they're like, you know? They're like, we are we are famously good slaves, if you want slaves. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> our mouths, tender. Like, look, look, look I'm going I'm to practice ever, on this carrot so you know what you're in for. Ever heard of the pyramids? Yeah, that was us. <laughs> um, that was our slave labor. But it's interesting. I, I think... Jabesh Gilead is an interesting city for this to happen to. Do you remember Jabesh Gilead? Uh, okay, no. Jabesh Gilead was the city that didn't go to Mitzbah to rise Ooh. up against the Benjamites. So Jabesh Gilead was the one city that didn't swear vengeance on the Benjamites. Yeah. They're the city that all of Israel rose up, killed the entire city, kidnapped 400 virgins, and sold them to the Benjamites. So the fact that there's even a Jabesh Gilead anymore is a bit confusing. It's stupid. Yeah, because that Judges, just happened. Yeah, in Judges 21, they were destroyed. So yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Two books back. Yet somehow Jabesh Gilead is alive and well and uh, trying to just um, uh, sell their souls to the Ammonites, you know, the Ammonites. Oh, man, that pisses me off. I wish I had looked that up. What, Jabesh Gilead? The whole Yeah, and realized that it was the, not even a place anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a weird... Uh, so it is confusing that... But also, Jabesh Gilead has a unique relationship with the Benjamites. Yeah. Because essentially, uh, Jabesh Gilead is also the city where the Benjamites are allowed to, like, 
kidnap the women. All the Benjamites, all the Benjamite women are from there. Jabesh Gilead, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a kind of a weird kind of Indeed. a weird target for the Ammonites and kind of a weird way for um <laughs> Saul to like redeem Jabesh Gilead. Uh would yes. <laughs> redeem them for that one time they didn't show up at a meeting to swear the utter destruction of the Benjamites. So I don't know. It's kind of a funny just yuck. we'll, we'll see what we'll see what their uh what their reward is hopefully it's a good one um um so nahash the ammonite links each of them they treat they ask for a treaty they ask to be enslaved and he says oh yeah totally i'll make a treaty with you guys uh the only condition though just one is that i get to gouge out the right eye of every single one of you yeah <laughs> he's like <laughs> They're like, hey, Nahash, uh, if we would literally, we, you don't have to siege. You can have whatever we've got. You know, you, you know we'll even give you probably someone to rape. I mean, I, 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 we'll find oh, somebody. Yeah. But just, you don't need to kill all of us. You don't need to attack us. You don't need to do this whole war thing. We'll just give you whatever you want. And Nahash yeah. is like, all right, what if, will you do it if I cut your eyes out? And This is called the art of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jabesh is like, hmm. Uh, we're gonna think about that one. <laughs> you know, that's a little bit more. That's a little bit more than we were expecting. Um, this this is actually the dumbest uh, plot point here. I think that we, we've seen in the Bible yet is that they go to back to uh, Nahash and they're like, "All right, we hear you. You want to stab out one of each of our eyes? Maybe. <laughs> first, first, give us seven days to see if we can summon someone to come save us." Right. And if no one does save us, then yeah, we agree. So, so Nahash is outside, <laughs> siege engines ready. He's about to attack what is either A, a city on the brink of death because Israel already attacked the fuck out of it, or Jabesh is just like a small city. But the point is, in my Bible, this is one of those things where we say like it's contradictions, and they're like, oh, but just read the Bible carefully. If you just If you just Ugh. suspend your disbelief, you'll have a much better time. Yeah, like if you make up excuses for it, it might work out. (laughs) So what my Bible states is that Nahash, the assumption is that Nahash is like, okay, listen, we could avoid bloodshed and war. These people will sell themselves to us and we get to cut out their eye. But there's it, it assumes essentially two things. One, that Nahash is fully prepared to kick the shit out of them. Like, he's not worried about them at all. So that's why he gives them, he's not, so when he's negotiating, he's negotiating from an absolute point of strength. Like, it's not like he's worried about siege. He's like, yeah, okay, they want us to surrender. What if I give them a fucking condition they won't possibly take? You know? Because he wants to keep He wants to seize them. He wants to murder, rape, and steal everything they have. He doesn't want them to, like, he doesn't want to deal with He doesn't want slaves. Because let's face it, these assholes are going to stab you in the back the moment you look away. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 I, I would imagine that there's a pretty good rumor of how troublesome keeping Israeli slaves is. Like, oh, yeah, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. We, uh, like, I'm sure the Philistines are like, no, we tried, and then a box gave us ass tumors? Like, I don't, you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's a lot of trouble. I mean, it's... The Egyptians were like, we might as well just do all the work ourselves. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's the last time I Go. hire a contractor. <laughs> With slaves like this, golly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is that Nahash also just assumes that, like, Jabesh is like, hold on, if we can get help, then we're good. And Nahash is like, yeah, I bet you will get help. Like, I think those, the, my Bible also assumes that Nahash is like, yeah, you're not going to get fucking help. We'll just wait a week, and then you'll probably open up the gates of your city, and we'll probably just kill you anyway. Yeah, which is going to be awesome if it happened. 
So they uh, basically send out the message, right? Um, and they come, the messengers come to Gibeah, which is, of course, where Saul lives. Um, Saul is out tending his fields because he's the king, right? Yeah, he's, he's herding. Yeah. Which, this is the part where I was like, what the fuck? So Saul is the king of all of Israel, but he's still doing, like, farming and shit? It's because this is a third version yeah, of the story, doesn't make I think. Sense, but so, so, so I think going forward, we just assume that the past episode didn't even fucking happen. That yeah. the real origin story of Saul is that uh, there was this attack from the Ammonites, and then all of a sudden Saul just happened to be there and be like, what's going on? Someone's attacking Jabesh Gilead? My child bride yeah. is from there. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so it says that uh, it says that this messenger come into, uh, comes into Gibeah, and all the people are weeping aloud, because if there's one thing these Israelites are, it's drama. <laughs> Bunch of fucking crybabies. They're, const- like, they're very loud. They First off... Jabez Gilead doesn't exist. Second, if it did, they would all hate this place. Right. Like, why do they care? But for whatever reason, Saul overhears this. I would not want to be in a restaurant with a bunch of Israelis. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like it'd be super loud. Okay. They'd just be like, oh, no. And I'm just like, all right, come on. This is a fucking place of business. (laughs) Just fucking the loudest Chuck E. Cheese on the planet. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why. You're developing some weird lore here <laughs> that I'm not going to muck my boots in. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> Saul hears this, and the spirit of God comes upon him. Because, again, no humans that are important in these stories have any sort of, uh, you know, willpower. It's all about what God inside of them making them do things. Right. And because he has this spirit of their idiot God inside of him, he takes a pair of oxen and cuts them into pieces and sends these pieces by messenger throughout all of Israel. So, first off, idiots. Like, why? <laughs> just write a note. Like, it's just meat. Right. Who ca- Someone just gets a hoof, and they're like, what the fuck? So they, they just put it next to their chopped up whore from the last time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> from judges. Imagine the PTSD that comes with being a, a postal clerk <laughs> in this day and age. There's all these that, fucking dripping, wet, bloody packages. They're like, what happened now? But like, yeah, apparently there's a border dispute. God damn it. The flies. Uh, this one's a cow. The last one was a concubine. Yeah. Not that uh, they're on any different level. You know, that's uh, just how you send out a message. You know, just God yeah. help you. If your kid gets bad grades, you send a fucking. So he says, along with these pieces of meat that he sends around, this is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul or Samuel. Well, first off, you already did it to yourself. So yeah, what do you have to fear? Yeah. That's all that's going to happen. Well, I think it's kind of one of those things. It's like when you take a. Um... <laughs> it's like if I had like a hostage and I'm like, you're going to fucking tell me where the money's kept. And he's like, what are you going to do? And I just cut off my own thumb. And I'm like, that's what I did to my own thumb. And I like that thumb. Think about what I would do to you. you know? like, you're like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. This story would have been way funnier if he did the same thing as the uh, the guy that was attacked by the Benjamites. And he like just took his least favorite wife. And he's like, I got to cut you up. <laughs> All right, we got we got to go to war with message. the Ammonites. So, like, this is a tit. This is one <laughs> severed tit. Do we have to go to war now? Is that what this is about? <laughs> The neighbor goes outside, and there's a tit on his doorstep, it's, and he looks next door, and there's another tit. It's kind of funny <laughs> that when the Benjamites raped that chick to death, there was a lady getting chopped up and sent out to the twat, to the tribes. <sighs> and now the Benjamites are like, that worked out pretty well against us when our tribe was completely eradicated. Oh, now yeah. Now we to chop up some fucking oxen. You know. 
It's kind of a... He's just learning from his abusers. It's kind of funny his, that you know. Jabesh Gilead, the city in question from that story, and uh, the Benjamites, the tribe in question, are doing the exact same, are somehow, again, tied together in some weird story involving war and chopped up things. Yeah, yeah you could say it's funny. You could say it's stupid. It's <laughs> Um, it's really dumb. So I guess the people get the message and they send their armies. And, uh, eventually when Saul musters these armies at Bezek, uh, the total number of Israeli soldiers was 300,000, 30,000 of which were from Judah. I don't know why that's important. I guess just one in 10 is from Judah, but I mean, there's only really 12 tribes. So I guess that wouldn't it be one. Yeah. And the Benjamite tribe is the largest tribe. So it's like. They're just slightly yeah. more numerous than Sweet. the rest of the tribes. Yeah, cool. Good yeah, for that. Whatever. Um, so they all get there. There's the big ass army of three hundred thousand, which is insanely huge, uh, especially for this period, and certainly not true. I would right. add. Right. Uh, so they told the messengers who would come. All right, go back to Jabesh Gilead and tell them that by the time the sun is hot tomorrow, because they didn't have clocks yet, uh, you'll be rescued. So the messengers go back. Obviously, the people of Jabesh are elated. They're super pumped about it. And they say to the Ammonites, all right, we're going to uh, we're gonna surrender to you tomorrow. You can do whatever you want to us. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, 1110. Tomorrow, the men of Jabesh said, uh, sorry, therefore, the men of Jabesh said, tomorrow we will come out to you and you may do with us whatever seems good to you, which is the exact same shit that Lot said about his daughters. <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh, just, nice. uh, just whatever you guys want to. Which is good. Uh, That's a good. I'm assuming point. they're. I didn't think they're about in line to get uh, skull fucked. At least. Yeah. That's what. That's how they're going to lose their. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is the crazy part. So first off, this is honorless. They're lying. Right. This is something bad people would do. Um, they already were out. Were forthright in saying, "Yeah, we're going to see if someone can save us," but now they're lying when someone is coming to save them. And then they take the treachery a step further when Saul shows up and he separates his men into three divisions. And during the night with 300,000 men, right, he somehow plans the sneak attack, goes into the Ammonite camp and slaughters all of them. Um, why? Why would you do a sneak attack when you have an army of 300,000 men? I don't get it. Um, How do you even do that? Like, that's some SEAL Team 6 shit, not like everyone you know yeah it does seem kind of interesting because like okay so uh maybe it's because jabesh gilead was like hey by the way we're going to surrender and that put the ammonites at ease you know yeah but still so they were like yeah just we'll just fucking have army. a map, you know and then these three hundred thousand men sneak up i mean honestly I don't care if I'm fighting uh, the bagel boss. I'm gonna not. I'm not just gonna like walk up with my face exposed. You know, I'm gonna fucking kick him from a distance. You know, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play it. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna be stupid about it. You know, even if I no, have that's way superior numbers, I'm gonna sneak in at night and stab him in the balls. You know? It's way harder to pull that off. You're gonna end up like killing your own men. It's stupid. This is not how war works. You don't send an, a regiment of three hundred thousand men into an enemy camp at night. I mean, how many people? It doesn't even tell us how many. Uh, I feel like you would smell three hundred thousand men before they would yeah. sneak up on you. Yeah, you would hear them from a mile away at least. Like they, I guess they didn't have guards. They never heard of guards in Ammon, <laughs> Ammonites. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even say anything about like some sneak attack involving torches and pots or whatever. But yeah. uh, whatever. So so uh, Saul kills a bunch of Ammonites. Cool. Honorlessly again. But I mean, no honor. 
the whole point is that Saul either, I mean, I guess, I guess if we're going with the interpretation that this is a third story, um, as opposed to just a continuation of uh, the previous chapters, then Saul's not yeah. even king. He's just leading an army. Um, he hasn't gotten the blessing from Samuel. He doesn't have the Ark of the Covenant. So they can't really expect some crazy fucking nightmare solution. They kind of have to be kind of sneaky, you know? Yeah, that's right. Maybe this is just stupid. what uh, secularists do. You know, they get the job done without having to fucking kill a bunch of goats or some shit. Yeah, well, we'll get back to that. <laughs> um, so they uh, basically kill everyone, and those who didn't die uh, were scattered to the winds, right? They're all gone. Uh, no more Ammonite problem. It says then that the people uh, said to Samuel, who was it that asked, shall Saul reign over us? So basically they're saying, who who are the doubters? Remember there were some doubters, right, yeah. um, which is a reference to the last chapter. So it seems that at least parts of the last chapter are still linear with this. I think, I think it's a reasonable assumption that this could be just a third story. But I think we're supposed to interpret it as that Saul was elected king and then just went back to work in his fields. There's not a lot contradicting that, um, and it is referencing. I mean, it doesn't make. It sense, is referencing but... the end of ten. It doesn't make sense, but it is referencing the end of ten. That, as we recall, in the end of ten, when he was elected king for the second time, um, that there were some people who were like, "What the fuck? We're hiring the tallest guy in town. I don't want to do that." And Saul heard about it, and they didn't bring his gifts, and he's like, "Whatever. I just, I just." Just let's just be cool. I'm a chill king, you know. I don't need to fucking kill every. I don't need to. I don't need to start squashing my opponents day one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, he is still chill because, uh, you know, the Israelites are like, let's kill all the guys that didn't want Saul to be king. Clearly, he's the best king we could have. Right. And Saul goes, no, 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 don't kill anyone. Um, no one will be put to death today. For this day, the Lord has rescued Israel. Already, the benefits of having a king instead better, of just God. Yeah, because whenever God saved the Ark from the Philistines, what's the first thing he did? He killed 50,000 of them right. for no fucking reason. And I mean, I think we've seen that the second you hurt God's feelings in any way, shape, or form, oh. he eradicates you or sends a plague or opens up the earth or fucking goes ham. Whereas Saul somehow is able to show mercy and grace and just be like, no, 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 we don't have to. Like, I'm assuming people just thought that this is all they know. So now they've got a king and like, yeah. yeah, we got a king instead of God. Hey, I heard some people talking shit. Let's go kill him. And Saul's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're people, they're people. Why would I just kill a bunch of Israelites just because my feelings were hurt? What, who, what kind of monster would do that shit? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's fairly Sam atrocious. Sam was there holding the knife that, like, uh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's bizarre that, uh. They're built at this point. They're building Saul up to be pretty dope, right? Right. He may have he may fight like a total dickhead. Um, <laughs> but we've seen that shit before. I mean, even Moses yeah. did some sneaky shit. I don't know. Yeah, now, we've Moses seen plenty instances too. where they're like with God in hand, and then they still do sneaky shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of eleven. Well, they go to um, Gilgal. Just just real oh, quick, sure. they, and then they actually make him. And king then they here. officially. So this is the last time that Saul becomes king. <laughs> Uh, but they go to Gilgal, which was formerly the house of God. Yeah. I mean, the Ark is in sure. Jarish Kibbutz. What the fuck is? Where's the Ark? I remember. I think the Ark is in Gilgal. No, no, no. The Ark used to be in Gilgal. After it was taken, they sent it to uh, uh, that fucking random diet. Oh, to Kiri- Kiriath-Jerim. Yeah, that's the one. 
So they go to Gilgal yeah. to like reform the kingdom under their new king, but the Ark of the Covenant's not even there. But whatever, that that, that might come up later. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, this is all happening. He gets crowned at Gilgal. It's the real deal, and they have a great celebration, king party. You know, long live the king, all that stuff. But essentially, because he was so victorious in battle, he's now been made king. As opposed to yes. getting sprayed in oil over a missing donkey or being selected in lots in a field or whatever the fuck that second story was. Correct. Also hot. Super hot. So, here we are. Chapter 12. This is the worst chapter in the Bible so far. I think. <laughs> um, so, First uh, uh, Samuel 12. So, Samuel uh decides to give an address to all of Israel at Saul's coronation which just to let you know what a bitter asshole Samuel is you know oh yeah you're there coronating Saul to be king of Israel who is unanimously uh, basically uh decided by Israel because he w- one got sprayed in oil by Samuel two was yeah. selected in lots which essentially is by God you know that's how they dis- divine God's will is by flipping coins and then or yeah. three saved Jabesh Gilead from the Ammonites. Despite all that going on, Sam is like, time for me to fucking dab on him at his fucking wedding or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the the next time this will happen in history is probably after the Magna Carta was signed. I'm imagining that the king would have showed up for like the first convening of parliament and given a speech like this <laughs> yeah, be like- to be like, well, you're now in the hands of the sheeple. <laughs> you're going to miss out on all the God-appointed sovereign that I am. And, uh, oh, you want to raise taxes God. and you'll have to talk about it first? What a bunch of queers. <laughs> I remember when I used to chuck peasants at a at a board from out my window, and wherever they landed, that's what the taxes were this <laughs> like, year. It was simple. It was simple, all right? <laughs> yeah. Say so, what you want about fascism, reason. but it works. <laughs> Uh, the trains run on time. You yeah, gotta, you gotta get that. that. <laughs> People never talk about the trains. So chapter 12, we kick off with Samuel's speech. Um, and he's basically just waxing idiotic, as he's been known to do. Uh, talking about, you know, have I ever goofed up? Have I ever done anything wrong? He, he basically is giving, like, Nixon's speech. He's like, if I I welcome this kind of examination because the people ought to know whether or not their high priest is a crook. Yeah, he's like... Well, I'm not a crook. Like, it, it's kind of funny. He's like, he's like uh, yeah, witness against me to all the people of Israel. Is there anyone here whose donkey I have taken or whom I have cheated, whom I have impressed or received any bribe? Anyone? Can anyone fuck on me? And all of Israel goes, no, 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 you, you've been good, you know? Like, you're, you're fine. You're all right. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't suck. It, too it sounds far. like one of those breakups where like it just isn't working out. But the guy's like, "How many times have I drugged and raped you in your sleep?" Like that's not really, uh, that's not really why I'm leaving you. It's just because you're kind of uh, a shithead. I mean, <laughs> you yell at waitresses. I, I I don't like you as a person. When have I ever stabbed your car? Never. But that's not really what's at play here. You know. Our daughter walked around all the time in that skimpy little outfit, and I did not act on any of my urges. <laughs> Oh, I, I uh, take it all back. Job. I take it all back. <laughs> Come to me. So Samuel, same old shit. He's like, hey, have I ever fucked on you? They're like, no, no, it's fine, you know. Um, and he's like, witness against me. You guys hate God. And again, brings up the Egypt shit. We hear this so goddamn much. Ugh. But uh, Samuel's like saying to the people, like, it is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. That was 500 years ago. 
Like, are you still at least like five hundred years ago? And since then, all you've done is kill us and sell us yeah. into slavery. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Um, yeah, insane. Yeah, and he brings up Jacob. You know, like, oh, remember when I Jacob went into Egypt and then I brought you out of there and brought you here and then and then those people. This is interesting. Uh, Twelve nine, and when they forgot the Lord <clears throat> their God. God sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazord, into the hand of the Philistines, into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against He's just like, yeah, by the way, and then when your fathers, the same fathers I so graciously freed from Egypt, I also yeah. sold them into slavery time and time again. Why have you guys forsaken me? What's, what's the fucking problem? You know? This is this is like a Catholic priest trying to recruit kids at a high school by showing up <laughs> and being like, do you know how many of our men... Went to Palestine to the Holy Land and died for you during the Crusades. <laughs> no, what? Uh, honestly, no, not really. Like, do you have any idea how many people were skinned during the Inquisition so you could Show enjoy that fucking box milk? And like, what? What is the connection? I hate milk. <laughs> you know, like, I'm lactose intolerant. What the fuck is your problem? Um, it's a horrible. It, it, he's giving horrible examples. First of why you should be appreciative of God, and then second of why you should be afraid of him, hence right, yeah. why you should be appreciative. It's the it's the old conundrum that you see with Christians, too. Like, no, 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 God loves you. God loves you so much unconditionally, don't you fuck but up. don't you piss him yeah, off. God. He will send you to hell <laughs> where you will burn for eternity with your mother-in-law. <laughs> like, don't do yeah, you don't want God this. is so graceful and merciful of power. Remember that time he sold all you into slavery and then uh, burned you alive with like poisons, like with like fire snakes, and like yeah, yeah. Why have you first? Now, me? do you do you want God to do that to you? No. Well, then you're gonna put this ectopic pregnancy right back <laughs> in your pussy. Get the lube. Um, so yeah, he uh, he he really is just shitting on uh, Saul. Twelve uh, twelve. And when you saw that Nahash, king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, no, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord no, God was your king. That didn't happen. What do you mean? I mean, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, they didn't. They when, didn't. They didn't. They, they immediately, they weren't even looking for a king. Saul no. just showed up. People were looking for someone to save them, and God didn't show up. Saul, who just was like, what's this? He just put away his sheep and then fucking fought an army. Yeah. Took the initiative, like, cut up his own oxen. That's an investment. You know? <laughs> roll, rolling his eyes, pulling out his sword. Man, fucking, I was like, over. and now Samuel's like, and then when you came, to, you know, God was there, but you went to Saul. Like, well, kind of, we were just in the area crying no. in pain, and Saul heard our cries, but God didn't. Like, no, you guys hate God. It's dumb as shit. And it's the only reason that he cares what people think about God is because he is the one that gets to talk to God, right? Again, this is the, uh, this is the king appealing to the, monarch the power of a monarch to the god behind the monarchy right. when it's like well you know it's because you get to dish out that power yeah, samuel like, don't samuel obviously him. is just clinging onto his relevancy any way he can yeah. as he sees himself slowly becoming obsolete at the hands of the good king saul <laughs> up to this point um this is an interesting bit now my, my concordance is so tiny for this chapter as you may imagine it doesn't give two Ugh. shits about the whole uh, Samuel's just a bitter old bastard. Yeah. Um, but basically, to, to sum up the rest of the chapter, Samuel's like, okay, but don't worry. One, um, even though you have a king and even though you've rejected God, as long as you fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you 
will continue following the Lord your God. But also the opposite, if you don't do that shit, then uh, the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. So it's weird. He's saying, all right, you've totally fucked up, but not necessarily. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, like, yeah. There's still the opportunity to succeed with the king. He's just implying that it's not very likely. Even though, and we're going to get into this more later, but even though this is God's appointed king, God chose him. Right? Chose him like three fucking times, you know? Yeah, in fact. Once by lot. Indeed. Once by being like, Samuel, there he is, fucking. You know, <laughs> wash yeah. your hands. And Here once he by is, conquest. You know? And then once by uh, delivering God's enemies. Yeah. So so I don't know. It, it, um, I, I, I like this bit, uh, 1217. Uh, uh, Samuel, as one last flex on these guys, it goes, is yeah. today not the wheat harvest? I will call to the Lord and he will send thunder and rain that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking for a king for yourself. So uh, I don't know. I, uh, it makes no sense. Is that a bad thing or a good my, thing? I my Bible tell. states that uh, during the wheat harvest, which would have been around June, uh, there wasn't a lot of thunderstorms. So they would have been really been like, whoa, look at this shit. Rain yeah. in June. I like that it, it has happens. no effect on them really, though. Yeah, they're like, whatever. It says, then he calls on the Lord, and sure, the thunder and the rain shows up. And it says, all the people stood in awe. And they said to Samuel, oh, well, you know, yeah, sure. Still pray to God, I guess. Like. We don't want to quit God. We just want a king too. <laughs> yeah, we uh, like, yeah, pray to him. Yeah, like, we're not denying that he's all powerful. He kills us all the time. Yeah. Like we get yeah. it. You just you just did a fucking hour and a half rant about how our fathers were punished. Yeah, very Jesus. badly. Yeah, we got it. He's very very evil, dude. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, at this point, Samuel says to them, "All right, don't be afraid. Yes, you've done all this evil. Yes, you've turned away from the Lord." But you can still serve him with all your heart. Turn away from useless idols. Like, okay, that's a little redundant. We've we've we got that covered. Right. I feel like. But he's saying, don't worship idols. Um, for uh, sake of his great name, the Lord's still not going to reject you, even though you're idiots, uh, because the Lord was pleased to make you His own. I don't feel <laughs> yeah, that. I don't feel that at all. You know, um, um, it feels like bullshit. Samuel twelve twenty two and twenty three. Um. My Bible wrote like a fucking paragraph each on a concordance on those two things. So really? I want us to just kind of touch on them. 1222, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sakes, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Uh, what my Bible says this is, is that God is basically saying, again, and we've seen this before, Israel being chosen as God's people has nothing to do with like those people are good or worthy of being chosen. God just gave Jacob his word, you know, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, these are my people. I already laid claim to them, even though they suck. And it would please me nothing more than to eradicate them from the planet. And which I've threatened Moses, I would do told Aaron, I would do that shit. I've tried to kill my own people all the time. But despite that, because God so respects himself, he's like, no, 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 no. I gave him my, I gave me my word that I would uh, keep him alive, you know. Yeah. Not treat him particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. well, but keep him alive. Yeah. <sighs> it's so frustrating. I, I just flipped up in my concordance since you were, and I noticed that the part with the rain and the thunder, it mentions that too. Like, oh yeah, this would have been in July. And it says this, this is so stupid. It says, because the, you know, it's usually cloudless in June and July. Um, therefore, there could not have been a stronger or more appropriate proof of divine happening. 
I can't think of anything that would be weaker. Yeah. Like, like oh, look, we had what a, if God just showed up. Yeah, we had a thunderstorm. So God, who was able to, like, uh, bring all these miracles a, in front of Moses. He was a pillar yeah. of fire at one yeah. point. He was a, a column of smoke that followed them around the, or led them around the desert. It, everything God has done up to this point was stronger than and would have been more than appropriate a random thunderstorm prove. that they've seen once. Yeah. Like, oh, a freak storm. Oh, well, wow. Yeah. Uh, must, must be a God. What is this Samuel's El Nino you keep talking about? That's God. That never happens. Literally a few chapters ago, God killed 50,000 of them with, a, with some fucking you know, snap of his yeah, fingers. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So it's like, how is that? Oh, but it was a little uh, bit rainy in, on a one day. They weren't expecting that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and 1223 uh, is the part where Samuel goes, okay, listen, even though you've done all these things, uh, far be it from me that I should stop doing my job. So I will continue to pray for you, and I will teach you the good and the right way, which is begrudging. Yeah, of course, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you have this guy who does plays, you know, and you're like, okay, but don't worry, I have cable now, I have like Netflix, I don't really need you anymore. It's like, no, 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 I'll just be back here writing my scripts and 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 doing live performance art pieces in your backyard. You're like, I really don't want you to keep doing that. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> from me to you, from me to you, be like. I mean, if you've got to. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> this is why we want a king. Yeah. And then, of course, he wraps up the chapter by saying, so keep doing good things. But if you do bad things, God will kill you and your king. The same thing that he's already said. Yeah. Fucking but I mean, times. I assure you, it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. I wonder what pleasure. I don't know many times that God has blessed Israel. Well, in the same way that like a kid gets excited when he gets an ant farm, like <laughs> I'm going to be able to like burn some of these guys with a magnifying glass yeah, 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 and yeah. it's just going to be cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. God so pleased to to make them his people. I Thus far, I, I really do question that statement. I'm not really sure that there has been any instance where God has been really pumped to have the Jews as his people. He wasn't really no. that big a fan of Jacob. He just gave him people. I mean, he's like, thanks for the altar, bro. Um, but I mean, I'm still going to like bring uh, chaos into your life and uh, cause the whole oh, shit yeah. with Joseph and stuff like that. But it's basically fake. since Joseph, uh, the Jews just kind of suck. I don't really understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, even, even his chosen people, even Moses, Aaron, uh, Maybe not Joshua, but Joshua's kind of weird. Uh, but certainly yeah. Eli, uh, Samuel, and all these judges, they the, none of them are particularly good dudes. No, they're shady. They're nepotistic. They're weak. Right. Um, they're very prone to ranting uh, flaccidly <laughs> yeah. at the Israelites. Right. It sucks. Right. I hate them. But, yeah, so that's Samuel 12. Um and then here comes that bit where I was kind of talking about where like it, 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 this is Samuel or First Samuel thirteen Saul's unlawful sacrifice. Like I, I think this is kind of setting up for like by the way in case you thought Saul was a good dude, uh, yeah. But that one time he lit a fire without permission. <sighs> it's so dumb. So First uh, Samuel thirteen, uh, my Bible. So it, it it literally states that Saul reigned one year. And when he had reigned two years over Israel, uh, which doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it, uh, my Bible states that this is a typo, that it's just been maintained forever. That what it really means is that when Saul was like 30 years old or 21, we don't know. Uh -huh. he, he has two different ages later in the book when they recount it. 
but yeah. he's either 21 or 30. When Saul was a man uh, and he reigned for two years over Israel, at this time he's starting to do like uh, some kingly shit. He's amassed himself 3,000 3, men of Israel um, and he keeps 2,000 with him in Mishmash in the mountains of Bethel. And yeah. a thousand of that 3,000 stay with his son, Jonathan, in Gibeah. Does it mention that it's his son? Uh, it's going to mention it later. Uh, I, yeah, way later. Way later. It just says Jonathan. So, I mean, it, it's not yeah, It's kind of it's weird. not very well written, but it's like, and by the way, with uh, um, <laughs> Saul has 3,000 men. He keeps two with him and then 1,000 with Jonathan. Someone named Jonathan. Yeah. That's all we and know so, so far. Jonathan, which is basically the same way that like Joshua was introduced next to Moses. Like, and then Moses yeah. showed up and he was like, Joshua, get over here. And you're like, what the fuck is that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is Jonathan. And Jonathan attacked the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba. Um, and then Saul blew a trumpet and was like, all right, you Jews, listen to this shit. Um, and then basically they attack a bunch of Philistines and start killing people, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. So all the Israelites uh, heard about this, that Saul had attacked the Philistine outpost and that now Israel has become obnoxious to the Philistines, my Bible says. <laughs> and so everyone was summoned to join Saul to help fight, basically. So likewise, the Philistines assembled, right? Because the little people are getting, mean, uh, you know, annoying, obnoxious to say. Yeah, they suck. And uh, it says that they had... The Philistines, that is, had 3,000 chariots with twice that many charioteers. So I'm guessing two dudes per chariot could have just said that. Um, and sand, or sorry, and soldiers as numerous as the sand on the seashore. I don't think they know how many sands yeah, are they, on the they seashore. Keep saying that shit. It's just a lot of dudes. Mine actually says 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, but. That's too That's many. That's too many. Yeah, obviously. The, what, 6,000 horsemen for their 30,000 chariots? They're just, they're just, each one, each guy has like a hundred different saddles in his eyes. Like, all right, we're a fucking formal army. So <laughs> it makes sense that it would be 3,000, but my Bible says 30. So I thought that was even more. Oh, it does say some Septuagint manuscripts in Syriac have uh, 30,000. Oh, that's weird. So basically, uh, as it has become sort of the standard. There's no real. It's some bullshit. Uh, what we take from it is that Philistine has again, despite the fact that they've been warring with Israel all these times and just keep getting destroyed. They're also as numerous as the sands. Yeah, none of them have ever died. Right. In fact, not even from old age. Yeah, and they've um, never fought before. That, they're just they're just the strongest army that ever lived. Always, no matter how many times yep. you eradicate them. So it says that the Israelites basically are like, "Oh shit, this is this is a problem." And they start hiding, right? So some of them even go so far as to run across the Jordan to hide in Gad and Gilead. Um, mine says... Uh, so this is obviously happening. Uh, uh, mine right. says the people hid in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in holes, and in pits. I'm trying to think of, yes. like, what kind of animal... The Taliban? Would... They're the Taliban. They're the Taliban. <laughs> ISIS, they're just hanging in their caves and shit. Yeah, they're ISIS. The Philistines are NATO troops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are a bunch of bearded guys with turbans. Yeah, just hiding in blocks and, and shit. Vietnam era RPGs from Russia. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, they're a bunch of cowards. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. So it says that uh, Saul remained at Gilgal, right, which was where he was recently coronated, and all the troops that were with him are quaking with fear because, again, these guys are used to sneak attacking their enemies, not facing an actual army. Right. Um, they're terrified. They don't even believe in their God. Clearly. 
They um, elected a king, so and, obviously they're yeah. They elected a king. Now it says that he waits seven days, uh, which was the time set by Samuel. Samuel said, "Wait seven days for me to show up." Basically, right? But Samuel didn't show up. A week. That's what, I mean. A week. You can show up in a week. Yeah, Samuel. Right? What the fuck? What, what else you got going on? We don't even worship God anymore. Like, what's your whole? What, this, what's your job? What do you got going on? This is clearly Samuel um, showing that he still has some power, or trying to trap. I'm just Saul, flexing a little bit. He's like, I'll show yeah. up, and he's like, I'll show I've up. I've got to go. Fucking ready. Yeah. So he doesn't show up, and finally Saul is like, "Fuck, we got to do this battle. I'm losing men every day to cowardice." Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, but we can't do a battle without giving an offering to the Lord, yada, yada, yada. He's still a tyrant, even though I'm the king now. Um, so, sure enough, Saul gets a burnt offering. And literally the moment he lights it up, Samuel pops out from behind a tree. And is like, oh, I'm here. Oh, wait. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing with that fire? You can't, you can't burn <laughs> Who things. killed this bull? You son of a bitch. <laughs> so Samuel's furious. And Saul says, him, look, the, the men are scattering. You know, I'm losing control of this army. Morale is declining. We had to do something. I had to do it. Where the fuck were you? (laughs) Yeah, you were supposed to be here. I did everything I could. You know, it was out of my hands. Now, obviously, the the Christian point here is going to be like, well, Saul should have had faith. Fuck no. Samuel's a piece of shit. Samuel should have showed up. Yeah, Samuel should have. You said you're going to be five days. He should have been punctual. uh, God loves punctuality, I think. (laughs) Uh, so Sam was all butthurt that nobody waited on him like what so it took me a couple extra days like yeah he was horrible I'm sorry I'm sorry that uh, lives are at stake Samuel you don't care enough to show up on time you piece of shit but yeah I thought I might burn some off with you Um, you know what kind of reminds me of remember that episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where they're at the table and they're waiting, and they see their food is on the fucking counter, and they're like, "Where the fuck's our waiter?" Like, fucking. Like, oh yeah, so he goes, he to, goes get to get it. it himself, and the waiter's like, "Hey, I'm your waiter." He's like, "Well, we were the ones doing all the waiting, you know." But like, it's all butthurt stuff. Like that's what it feels like. And they're like, "Samuel, your only job is to show up on time and murder animals, and you can't even do that shit." Like, I, I can obviously handle lighting a fire and then uh, beating the shit out of an animal and throwing it into a pit, you know? Like, hell yeah, I need you for that shit. Your one fucking easy job. Peasy. I thought you were worried about maintaining relevancy. It doesn't seem like you're taking even what little tasks you have left seriously. Yeah, I gave you this to do. <laughs> Again, our our national security is at risk here. <laughs> Just sign the fucking Patriot Act, <laughs> Congress. Like you are a fucking figurehead, and you can't even make it to the parades. Like that's all. That's your only task is to sit on that balcony with your head exposed and wave. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't do, couldn't that. do that. You just needed to buff up the troops. So um, Samuel says, all right, you're an idiot. Uh, you haven't kept the Lord, the commandment the Lord gave you, which bullshit. Yeah, I'm not when quite sure what his deal is. This isn't a commandment. I guess maybe he's, he's a, blasphemed or something. He's a shit? bitter prick. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. He's a bitter fucking piece of Samuel. shit. So he says to Saul, he says, your kingdom will now not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, which again, Saul should have been, right? Saul, the, the guy who uh, made an offering to God? God handpicked. Yeah, what the fuck's that about? Uh, so he says, God sought out a new man who's going to become the ruler of the people because you didn't keep the Lord's command. Or in other words, you didn't let me flex my wizard yeah. powers. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, so it says, then Samuel left and went up to Gibeah and Benjamin, and Saul counted the men who were with him. They numbered about six so in all this okay. time where Samuel was dicking off, his three thousand men have now atrophied to six hundred. Is that is that Which how is we're confusing? Because 
at one point he had an army 300,000 strong. So I don't know. Well, the 300,000 army was to fight directly against the Philistines. This is two years from then. And he kind of had to murder two oxen to kind of get that kind of response. So I, I, I think this is just, but this the, is his personal. The retinue. Philistines. Yeah. No, the Philistines have amassed an army as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Why wouldn't Israel show up for that? I don't know. When, why, this would, is, why would say the would last show time, up time? I don't the know. last time they went into fucking Gilead, right? It was not an existential threat. Right. It was just like one shitty town that doesn't even exist anymore, mind you, right. is under duress. Right. And the whole fucking nation shows up. And now it's like, oh, by the way, now there's a an army big enough to wipe Israel off the map. And they're like, yeah, you have 600 people now. Uh, send me a piece of an oxen and then we'll see how I feel about it. <laughs> like, That's the problem. He didn't send oxen fucking pieces. Chop up some animals. It, 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 it's not fun without animal cruelty. You got to you gotta do your piece. Yeah, I hate this. So the next bit's a little bit interesting. So Sam leaves and then Saul's looking around. He's like, I only got about 600 guys left. And then... From 1316 on, it's this kind of weird aside that uh, these people don't have any weapons either. Yeah, which is weird because they obviously have had weapons yeah, what the up fuck? to this point. There was no – the point is uh, you probably have like a Second Amendment rant to do now. <laughs> I love my guns. but uh, Somehow the Philistines were able to completely disarm Israel, which isn't linear with the story at all. That doesn't make sense. Um, there's, there's no point where that could have happened, but – we're to understand, regardless of the Israelites having a 300,000-man-strong army and having just defeated the Ammonites completely to the last man, now they don't have any weapons. There's only 600 of them, and they're completely at the mercy of the Philistines. Yeah, um, like, uh, pay attention, uh, London and Hong Kong. Uh, there was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all of Israel, there was not a... I think London's doing okay. I'm not sure what you're... Getting out with that. Uh, that 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 London is. This is an aside, but London is frequently mentioned by uh, gun enthusiasts, pro gun enthusiasts. Yeah, beca- because oh look, there was a stab. No, well that's part of it, which is kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah, now every time, kind of bullshit. every time there's any level of violence, I always go, is this pro gun or anti gun? <laughs> you know, like how do I how do I fit this into my fucking narrative? Um, Oh man! But uh, basically, like people are like, we have to ban guns. There's no guns in London, and London doesn't have any shootings. And it's like, well, statistically, if you look at the level of people who get stabbed regularly in violent crimes, London has a big problem. Whereas, like Connecticut, Vermont, whatever p- places like that, where there's a lot Not of a guns, Chicago don't problem. have as much of a violent rapist coming in and stabbing them to death. And then they go, well, London has a higher population. It's a big, stupid fucking argument, but. The point is, is that London banned guns and then now is like doing this like widespread campaign to like ban knives. And they're like, people, you have to start dulling your knives because a sharp knife is a dangerous one because kids can use it. That is true. Don't use sharp knives. I use a fucking uh, spoon. But anyway, so that's that's all I'll say. I put all my uh, knives, my fine Wusthof icon knives. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The the unfortunate thing is that it's a complicated discussion that isn't. Really? Yeah, which we're not yeah, going to have right yeah. now. But I knew that you would at least want to mention it. Uh, with that out of the way, let's finish so this So the point up. is is that uh, the Philistines, just like a certain someone I know, decides he's going to disarm the Jews. So they remove all nice. the blacksmiths, lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. Um, and that's just a, pretty that's just a typical tyrant thing. You're like, hey, we got to get rid of all these guns. Oh, sorry, blacksmiths, you know, whatever, so we can enslave the people. Pay attention, America. Anyway. Um, and it says that the Jews, in fact, had to go 
to the Philistines to sharpen their tools, axes, uh, you know, sickles for they plowing. They have to get like a special permit, like an ATF stamp or some shit to get their, pl- plowing, pl- but- their plows sharpened or something. Like, hey, man, I just need to sharpen my axe so I can cut down this tree. They're like, you got a license for that? And you're like, oh, fucking shit. All right. Funny. Straight out of alt-right uh, dark web <laughs> whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Paddock. Um, so, great. Uh, so at this point, um, the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul or Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. Only Saul and Jonathan had them because they're the liberal elite. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course they have theirs. Oh, yeah. So Hillary Clinton has uh, bodyguards with guns, but she doesn't want us to. Anyway, this is stupid. Yeah, why don't I get a <laughs> Let's just talk about Let's just do these. Let, let, let me just rattle off my alt-right bullshit for another two, yeah, three hours. Okay, but anyway, uh, oh, uh, on guard for thee. That's but it. anyway, uh, so that's it. So That's the that's our end of chapter 13, which is where we're going to stop yeah, today. Yeah, so we're, we're setting up this conflict. The Philistines are mounting an army against Saul. Saul has essentially pissed off God. Samuel has left him, and the only people with weapons are Saul and his son. And that's where we'll end today, I guess. So just so we're clear, uh, the Israelite army is now down to 600 men, uh, 602, I guess, two of whom have swords. Uh, they're facing the Philistine army, which... If the Bible was accurate in saying that uh, they had as many men as the grains of sand, there are 7.5 quintillion Philistines <laughs> facing down these Israelite soldiers. That's a big army. That's going to be that's going to be uh, just a whole lot of people. Let me <laughs> yeah. say that if you don't if you don't know your quintillions, yeah, if you're not if you're not up uh, on quintillions, tell a Googleplex yeah, yeah, to yeah. suck a dick. We're talking quintillions. <laughs> quintillions now. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be sloppy. I'm imagining. Um, Unless, you know, God shows up. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. I am intrigued, and we will definitely find out uh, on episode 63 next week. How exciting. What you, uh, would you think of this episode, man? I hated the ranting. Sam is a bitch. It. Yeah, I, I, now he's one of my least favorite characters. And thus far, I don't really have a negative word against Saul. Like, Saul uh, spared his... Uh, Descendants, detractors, traitors. Yeah, the traitors. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, fuck it, let him live. Who cares? I'm not. I'm not here. I don't know what kind of a leader you guys are used to, but I'm not a fucking maniac tyrant killing machine. You know? Yeah. He, Where God is the abusive stepdad, Saul is the cool. Yeah, stepdad. He's like, I treat my strangers. <laughs> you want to smoke some cigarettes, kids? <laughs> you just want some bourbon and uh, hang out in the basement? Like, yeah, that's a cool guy. Uh, uh, for some reason, they're disarmed, which is fun. Uh, but also have been waging war, and also Saul's been king for two years. You know, makes no I sense. guess they're my Bible says forty two years. It's kind of wonder. But. I wonder they're they're under like pretty severe subjugation, though, right? I mean, they're essentially occupied. I don't know. It, it, it seems like a not since Samson, I would think, right? And judges you would think like the Philistines were destroyed Samson by Samson, but they also have such utter control over the entire nation of Israel. That you can't even blacksmith in peace without the Philistines find out about it, you know? I mean, I, the only reason I can, I can come up with is, like, that there's been more Philistine immigrants. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to be pumping out kids and sending them to the Middle East, like, those dirty fucking Greeks, <laughs> I can just see them doing <laughs> oh, I'm it. I'm imagining those, those hairy, hairy chested, oh, yeah. Just eating fucking fistfuls of feta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... <laughs> Uh, just rubbing a goat's head too much. You know? that so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, these are some creepy dudes. But yeah, so so at the same time, Saul is leader for two years and is amassing an army and has defeated the Ammonites, but also doesn't even have weapons. And I don't know, it's just kind of weird. I hate it. Uh, makes no sense. And it, uh, just as just as the uh, the rise to power of Saul makes no sense, neither does the the tales of his of his leadership, where we're seeing inconsistencies all over the place with. You know how powerful is Israel? What are they up to? Why can they why can they take down the Ammonites without a second thought? But then they can only muster six hundred men for the Philistines. Why is Samuel such an asshole? Like just <laughs> and it seems kind of weird that um, you think the Philistines would learn their fucking lesson. Like you how think? many hundreds of years uh, are you guys fighting with these guys who have magic thunder clouds or whatever the fuck and like plagues and, and the earthquake, yeah, and earthquakes right? And shit. And the Philistines are still just kicking the shit out of them. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess we take from that that the Jews are not faithful enough that they can maintain a strong enough like protection from God. Like God just shows up in these little bursts to kind of like help them in their time of need because they don't deserve consistent protection. Sure, it's just he's just keeping them barely in the fight, right? Yeah, pretty much. Just barely keeping them. You got to keep them hungry, I guess. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but let's not forget that uh, uh, God takes great pleasure in keeping these people. I just realized the ultimate mm. metaphor. Okay. We're not going to be able to do any metaphors again on the show. After <laughs> this. Uh, God is Michael Vick and Israel is a, do- a fighting dog. All right. So you got to keep them hungry. You got to hit them sometimes. Like you want him to win mm-hmm. and kill the other dogs, but you don't love him. You don't love your fighting dog. You got, you beat the shit out of it. Right, you make it mean. Right, you make it lean. Okay. Sometimes you deny it food. Right. Sometimes you make it eat quail until it comes out of its right. nose. But that's how you raise a fighting dog. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not I into. I I'll, I'll uh, I have to read Michael Vick's book, but uh... I'm gonna have to go to San Antonio and see if I can find some dog fights so I can further this analogy Ooh, next week. Okay. All right. I'm sure there's some right. happening yeah. on the south side. <laughs> if I know anything. Yeah, I know anything about what those San Antonians are up to. Dog fights. Uh, okay, uh, great. Um, so, yeah, uh, walk us out of here. So, if you don't already, please, please follow us. I'm not begging, but please follow us on Twitter, at Revelations. Send us an email if you'd like. That's going to be irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? If you uh, if you got any hot action on a dogfight out there, I'm, I'm looking to play some bets. So, uh, <laughs> send me any information you have. I promise I won't forward it to the FBI. 